Hello, everybody, and welcome to Blackhawks on Tap. This is Tony Marchese, and tonight I'm joined by Ron Luce. Ron, we're talking about a Blackhawks 4-2 win over the Detroit Red Wings tonight. First up, time to crack them, but how are you doing tonight, buddy? I am doing great. Detroit sucks. The Hawks win a 4-2 victory. Didn't look good early on, but they come back and they get the W, so I'm feeling pretty happy. We're going to dive into that here in a second, but I'm feeling pretty good, man. How are you doing? How are you doing, Tom? I'm, I'm doing well, Ron. I'm doing well. We're out of the holidays. It's uh, pretty much back to work for a bunch of folks tomorrow. Um, all the uh, all the holiday festivities are over. It's back to the real world. It kind of is going to suck, so we're hoping that uh, if you're tuning in to us, um, you're not too uh, depressed as you head in to work. I know I've got the Sunday scaries right now, big time, Ron. I'm sure you do as well. I'm sure a lot of people do as we record this. But it's good to end it on a good note, and that was a Hawks mm-hmm. win. Um, I've been to work uh, a lot last week, so it's not exactly um, you know too hard for me to go back. But I know a lot of people were off the last two weeks, and if, if you were, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. I also was back at work um, Thursday, Friday, so. Uh, yeah, not as much as Sunday scaries as it totally could be, but I agree with you. So hopefully, um, as the you know faithful listeners listen to us talk about a, a great win, and uh, hopefully our you know voices soothe you into relaxation as you get back into the office before uh, you know shit hits the fan on a Monday morning. Or we could just keep reminding everybody that they're on their way to work. That would work as well. So um, we'll do one or the other there, Ron. Um, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> let's get into some uh, some hockey talk, though. Uh, you know, tonight, first period, Ron, very scary. Very scary stuff. You want to talk about Sunday scaries? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's right. Let's talk about that Blackhawks first period a little bit here. Uh, Philip Zadina, uh, <laughs> 321 into the first on the board for the Red Wings. And uh, welcome back, Corey Crawford, so to speak, here, I think. Uh, Crawford hasn't seen much action in that of late, and that, I think, speaks to how well Robin Lehner's played. Um, I know we didn't get to touch on this on the last episode of Blackhawks on Tap, but uh, it kind of came out a little bit after Johnny and I had finished recording. Uh, Robin Lehner uh, shook up um, and uh, did not practice, participate in practice yesterday. Um, it seems like right now, day-to-day, Ron, I don't know if you've heard anything else, but uh, Corey Crawford draws the start in this one, and it's on the, bird early, or on the board early for the Detroit Wed Rings. And, Ron, thoughts on Crawford's start here in the first? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure Crow was happy to get back at the lineup, obviously not for reasons that you just mentioned. Yeah, I keep hearing day-to-day. I haven't seen anything else that it's long-term. I think there's, I keep seeing that they're still truly evaluating how serious it is. Hopefully it's just, you know, an ache or, you know, maybe he just hit, you know, maybe a puck hit it funny or something like that. I mean, I've had knee issues all my life, so I get it. You know, some days it just, you, you move a certain way and something happens. So, uh, but no, I think Crawford drew in, and yeah, for early on, I really can't blame either one of the goals on Crawford. Um, you know that Zadina shot was—I—I I, I don't say perfect very often when I talk about a shot. That was a perfect shot. He—he he had about two inches, maybe three inches in that top near side corner on Crawford, and he got it. And that was literally the only place Corey Crawford was not going to stop that puck. So. You know, kudos to Zadina, has a great shot. He used it there, power play goal for them. You know, it, it, not a huge deal. But then late in the first, um, you know, Luke Landenning getting on the board took a really funny bounce out in front. 
Uh, Nemeth shoots it from the point. Glenn Dennings was at uh, about uh, about the face-off dot area of the slot, and he just he gets a stick out, and you know what was going to be pretty much chest level on Crawford all of a sudden gets tipped, hits the ice, takes a fun funny bounce, bounces right over his pad into the net. So um, I, I really can't fault Crow, but uh, you know early on overall in the first period though I think he looked fine. Um, he didn't truthfully see a ton of action as the the Hawks outchanced and outshot the Red Wings in that first period but good to see Crow back but I I really can't fault him for either one of those goals no and uh, that's all the scoring action there in the first period Ron um, I I couldn't really fault him it just seemed like a bad welcome back um, to you know the, the starters net so to speak and you're going into this first intermission down two nothing to basically the worst team in hockey uh, that's not a good feeling. Uh, big moment of adversity, I think, for this club. Um, they, they've played fairly well on their, their road trip. I know Johnny and I talked about it um, in the last episode here. But uh, not not a good look going back into the locker room down 2-0. Um, not, not only to your rivals, but like I said, one of the worst teams in hockey. And I think had they come out flat in the, in the second, we would, uh, we would have had a lot to say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they didn't turn this around and, and turn it around, they did. It took a little while. 15 minutes in, Dylan Strom finds the back of the net with an assist from his party, his buddy right there, Alex Debrinkit. And then right after that, I think the goal I was happiest for, and mm-hmm. happy for many different reasons, was Dylan Sakura. Um, Puck just bounces basically right out in front of him off of a pass from Eric Gustafson. I don't know if that was a pass or a shot or what he was trying to do, but it finds Sakura off the skate of the uh, Detroit defender and Sakura Mm -hmm. had a wide open net and he just buried it. Uh, Beautiful goal and those came I think 45 seconds apart from each other Ron. Uh, Real quick turnaround for the Hawks right away. Um, Strike while the iron's hot they say. That's what they did and uh, the reason I'm so happy about that Dylan Sakura goal is because Johnny got to see it with his own two eyes. Yeah absolutely Johnny, Nani um, you know usual Blackhawks voice for you listeners on here as you know uh, in attendance for tonight's game. Yeah, what a what a moment. I mean, that was just an incredible goal. Like you said, you know, Gus, you know, could have been easily taking a shot there. Who knows? Uh, maybe he was just looking for some type of rebound out in front. We'll never know, but agreed. Takes a, a you know, perfect bounce off a of Detroit defender's skate right out to Sakura, who's wide open on that right wing, you know, face-off dot more or less. And he just buries it for his first career goal in game number 44 for him. So good for him. Uh, he is still, still technically a rookie. So for the rookie, uh, it's good to see him do that. And then, yeah, going back to that first goal 45 seconds earlier, Dylan Strom. Uh, really nice play overall. Strom initially gets it into the zone. Uh, Debrinkit can't get anything going. Winds up in the left wing uh, corner. Uh, wins a puck battle. And finds you know Dylan Strome pretty much right above the uh, that left wing faceoff dot, pretty much wide open. Uh, Strome's able to take you know a stride and a half and and just rip a shot past Howard uh, to get the scoring going. And you know something interesting, I think that you you know you kind of alluded to that had this Blackhawks team come out kind of flat in the second period, this probably would have been a very different game that we're talking about here. And this is actually a very interesting quote from Dylan Strome, ironically. So I think it was perfect time to insert it here. Uh, this is via Ben Pope on Twitter. He said, uh, Strome said, 
there was a sense of desperation by the players, and Coach kept us calm. He came in and said, we're playing good. He thought we were doing the right things, and the bounces were going our way. And he says that because he says, you know, Colleton helped calm the Hawks down at the first intermission. And I kind of joked to myself when I read that, and went, wait, Colleton did something that was positive? Oh, my goodness. But whatever he did, they did look like the much better team than in the second period. They came out better. You know, sometimes it is just a sense of them not getting in their own heads. Sure, you're down two goals, but this team scored, I saw the stat earlier, they've scored, you know, four-plus goals, and I think it's four the last six games. You know, you know this team can score. So kudos to them coming out. They play their game, and like you said, 45 seconds apart from each other, the two Dillons get the uh, Blackhawks tied up with the Red Wings then uh, before they head to that final frame. Yeah, didn't even realize right there as I'm reading this off that the two Dillons <laughs> did, did it right there. Uh, but that's that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, Carlton did something that was beneficial. Well, uh, yeah. scratching yeah. my head on that one too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. If they if they went through that second period and things were kind of bleak still, um, you know, obviously there's three periods in a game of hockey, so there's still going to be plenty of time to turn it around against Detroit. But you got to get your engines going at some point in time against a lower opponent. And what Johnny and I were talking about the other night too. This was, this was a statement game. Beat the teams that you need to beat. There it is right there. and Go get it tied in the second period. Great job. Uh, third period, Adam Boquist puts in the, the game-winning goal. Um, and, man, you saw it all over the timeline tonight. He needs to shoot more, man. He needs to shoot mm-hmm. a lot more because this kid's got some skills. He can find the back of the net. That's his second on the year. Um out there with uh, Keith and, and, and Taves, I mean, that's just another offensive weapon out there for you. And Adam Boquist, and he's young. He's going to get the job done a lot more often um, in the go forward here. So it's just really exciting stuff when you see him score. Um, mm-hmm. I love it. I love seeing uh, a youngin' uh, getting himself on the board with the GWG there. Ron, how, what do you think? Yeah, he he absolutely made a nice play. I mean, you know, it was kind of a, a crazy play, really. Um, you know, just a few seconds, you know, before that, uh, Trevor Daly takes a puck from the point. I believe it actually was via Keith, uh, right to the ankle and goes down. And so, you know, Detroit essentially was playing with four guys, uh, kudos to Trevor Daly. I mean, hockey players are, are so cool and tough and he was tough on this play. You know, he gets up, he still tries and plays defense. He actually tried to make a block on the Buckfish shot. I mean, that's just kudos to him i i mean it's it sucks i hope he's okay i mean you never want to see a guy be severely injured by any means especially an ankle those are nasty um you know but the hawks knew what to do they 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 recognized the situation they said this is essentially they kind of turned it into a power play and you know taves gets it over to keith keith gives it over to bokefist um darren helm gets a little over aggressive trying to pursue bokefist at the point and you know, he uses those skills that you just mentioned to, to walk around him, and he's wide open in the slot, takes a couple strides, fires home, and as you said, that GWG. So good to see him get involved. He's looked a lot more confident these last few games. I, you know, I think a lot of these young guys have, you know, going back to Sakura tonight. This is his third point in the last three games since he came back uh, in place of Alex Nylander. He looks a lot more confident, especially playing with Patrick Kane and, and Carpenter. And then now Boakfist, you know, continuing to play up there with Keith on what's considered the top pairing. He played over 20 minutes tonight. That's nice to see. Granted, five minutes of that was on the power play, but I also like seeing that too. You know, taking away a little more power play time from Gus, who, let's be honest, probably not a part of this team in the future. But 
We all know Adam Boakvist is going to be. They're they're starting to take the training wheels off a little bit. Uh, I hope they do the same thing a little more now with Kirby Doc. I think you're starting to see it happen a little more, uh, maybe a little slower than we'd all hope. But nonetheless, I don't want to take away from Adam Boakvist. An absolutely nice play. I agree. I hope he uses that shot more because that was a nice way to get the GWG. Um, you know, and then Dominic Kubelik, technically another rookie, number two in the scoring race right now among rookies for goals. Gets a nice, uh, nice essentially tap in for him uh, on a breakaway empty netter uh, with a nice pass from Zach Smith to uh, to ultimately set it up. So excellent seeing them score the two goals there in the third period and seeing the win against Detroit. Yeah, and I was going to say, I believe uh, Dominic Kubelik was my stick-to-click, um, and they all look the same if it's uh, empty netter or, uh, you know, like a goal like Dylan Strom scored, Johnny. Uh, and a, talking to a you, goal's they, a goal, the, baby. A goal's a goal, and my guy, up and down <laughs> the score sheet tonight, Ron. Uh, one goal, uh, plus two. Uh, in the penalty box for two minutes, three shots on goal, four hits. He had a takeaway tonight as well. Um, all up and down the score sheet. He got 17 mm-hmm. and f- seventeen minutes, 15 seconds time on ice there for Kubelik tonight, Ron. Mm-hmm. And uh, another guy up and down the score sheet, Jonathan Taves tonight, Ron. Uh, wound up with an assist. He was also plus two, two penalty minutes, four shots on goal, one hit. Uh, 64% at the dot for Johnny Taves. Good night for him, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. There, um, you know, he was—I think he was seventy percent uh, uh, in the last game and sixty-four uh, percent at the dot tonight. Uh, looking great at the dot again. He uh, got twenty-two minutes, I believe, tonight. Twenty-two minutes, eleven seconds time on ice. I love it when Johnny Taves is playing good hockey because it's it's good for this team. It's great for everybody around him, Ron. And uh, that's one of the guys that we said needed to get going. It looks like he's got he's got a nice little. Uh, Nice little groove here. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, Taves is finally starting to to pick up the pace a little bit. I believe that assist he had tonight was his thirty first point of the season. Um, so he's you know he's starting to get hot at the right time. He looks great in the face off dot. He's still killing penalties. He's playing on the power play. Four shots on goal tonight. One hit as well. Uh, he also 20, had two twenty first. Sorry to correct you there. Twenty first point, I believe. Twenty first assist. Yeah, twenty oh. first assist. He also has ten goals. Um, so this should be should be his thirty first point. I think I I don't know if I can still do math. It's been too long since yeah, I've actually really had to work very hard. It's the weekend uh, we've been drinking. It, it has it has. So, but I tell you what, I really like that top line right now. I, I you know John Quenville isn't playing a ton of minutes. He played just under fourteen minutes tonight. Um, he was a plus one, but you know two shots on goal, two hits. But it's just he he's that perfect complement of a road grader type player. I'm going to go to the corners for these guys so that, you know, guys like Kubelik and Taves can be successful on the score sheet. And you're seeing it, you know, you know, I look at the score sheet, the two players that stand out the most from a shots on goal hits plus minus standpoint are Taves and Kubelik tonight. So, you know, I, I know people are like, well, who the hell is he and John Quenville and he hasn't really done much. But he's just – he's a nice complement to what Taves and Kubelik need. And I think it's been a while since Taves has kind of had one of those guys on his line because, you know, we talked about it earlier in the season. Why why wasn't he able to get going? Why wasn't he able to get going? Because it was Sod and Nylander playing on his line. Who's going to the corners to get the pucks? Him and Sod constantly. Nylander's not going to do it. You know, and – but at least with Quenville, he is just a kind of a road grader type player where – he has zero issue being the first guy in, you know, and, and Taves is going to get into the corners. Kubelik isn't afraid either, but they're allowed to go and make more of the plays then because Quenville's the one that's kind of being that 
you know, physical presence on that line. So I, I really like that line. And I'll tell you what, I also really like that two line, you know, giving some praise to, to Johnny's stick to click as well with Strom and Debrinket. They get to keep that chemistry together. And I think Kirby Doc is also benefiting from it because it kind of takes some of that that limelight off of him right now while he's still trying to get his his feet 100 percent wet in the nhl so yeah and you know their so-called third line capitalizes tonight too with sakura and, and kane both getting on the on the score sheet and, and and ryan carpenter having you know a pretty decent game he didn't have a great night for him in the face-off dot but he had five hits uh and also had a block and he was on the you know the pk for for well over or for over three minutes tonight so i just they're rolling their lines. They're playing good hockey. It's it's good to see. I, I would like to see them clean up a little more defensively. Tonight that happened. I mean, uh, I believe Detroit only had 21 shots on net for the entire night. Very, very rare that you see the Hawks give up under 30 shots. Refreshing to see. I think this should have been the – absolutely should have been the team that they do that against. But if they can get more of these games where maybe they're hovering around that 30, 31 shots kind of mark, whether it's Crawford and net, whether it's Laner and net, I think that's not only going to help the goalies. I think it's just going to help this team's confidence, and maybe they can go on a little bit of a run. And who knows what happens in this tight Western Conference race right now? Well, you said a lot there, Ron, and you said a lot that was absolutely correct. <laughs> the uh, the part I like the most is let's string some wins together. Let's see what happens. Let's see if we get on a little run. Uh, it's something we uh, have been waiting to happen, waiting for to happen this year. Go mm-hmm. on this little run. This is the great little stretch in the schedule right now that allows this Hawks team to go on a run if they beat the teams they should beat. What do we got coming up here, Ron? Yeah, I, I was actually just looking at that. So immediate future, uh, Tuesday night, we got the Calgary Flames are coming to town. It is Johnny Taves bobblehead night. Fun little fact there for everybody that may be in attendance I wanted to be in attendance. I most likely will not be in attendance, unfortunately. But um, that's going to be a good game. Uh, it's a 7.30 puck drop at the UC. Make sure you're there for the anthem in time. As always, it's always a beautiful night. Uh, the game will be on NBC Sports Chicago, uh, WGN 720, for those of you that may be traveling in your cars. Um, but, yeah, Tony, as you mentioned, just quickly looking a little farther ahead before we dive into Tuesday's game, um, you got two more games at home, Thursday, Nashville, uh, Saturday, Anaheim. They're actually on right now uh, as we're recording this. They're playing currently in Anaheim. I believe they're tied last time I checked. But, you know, then they get two days off. Then they do a little ca- a little Canada swing over in eastern Canada. Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto. I'd say really the only team in the next one, two, three, four, six games that's really, really good is Toronto. Like yeah. you said, win the games you should win take advantage of this stretch coming up but it all starts tuesday night with calgary which is a team that fortunately the hawks have had some success against this season so far yeah just coming off of last tuesday's 5-3 victory over the flames this should work out fairly well for the hawks hopefully there's no revenge uh from the flames here we're on home ice like i said still you know this is going to be a nice little homestand ron i think this is going to be it's going to be a, a really good launching pad i think if this team is going to get themselves back into contention they have to do it and they have to do it now um all these points matter the the team themselves have been saying this all the players every time they're interviewed every point matters start winning these games now and it was a great thing to see tonight over the red wings carried into this flames game ron i'm going with my stick to click i'm going johnny taves i haven't taken taves in a while but 
all up and down the score sheet. Let's see it continue. I think uh, I think we're going to see Taze maybe pull one or two in for the home crowd on bobblehead night. I like it. I always love when guys score on bobblehead night, so I, you know I'm a fan of that pick uh, from you there. You know, this is a tough one because eh? I'm kind of in, in, in between a rock and a hard place right now, and I'll tell you why. Because there's a part of me that has an inkling that it's going to be somebody we don't expect is going to step up. And, you know, so I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to give two picks really quick and, and I'll explain each of them. And, and ultimately, I'll pick one. But this is my thought process here. My first guy is Oli Mata. And I don't know why, but I have an inkling because he did. I believe he did score against Calgary in that last game on Tuesday on New Year's Eve. And he didn't play a ton of minutes tonight. Only played 15 minutes. You know, they, they kept that third pairing of him and Gilbert a little fresh tonight. I don't hate it. Maybe they are, you know, see something against the Calgary forwards that they like that pairing against. So maybe he's going to be the guy that comes up and gets a nice little goal. But I think ultimately I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that Dylan Sakura is going to be the stick to click. I think he's going to ride this streak again, three points in his last three games. He had two assists um, in his first game in the lineup. I believe it was that Calgary game. So um, you know, Patrick Kane loves scoring goals against the, the Calgary Flames. And even though that's probably the easy answer to pick, I'm going to go ahead and pick his buddy on his other wing um, to benefit from that and also have a pretty good night against the Calgary Flames on Tuesday. There you go. We got uh, we got the value pick and we've got the bobblehead night pick. So mm-hmm. there we go. Uh, I'm sure Johnny's going to go take uh, Pat Kane and you'll probably see uh, Pat Kamiski take uh, who knows. We don't know. But uh, either way, stay tuned. We'll figure out who eventually wins on that one. Ron, anything else that you have? Closing thoughts before we sign off here for the night? Um, no, not really. I just I, I hope everybody's enjoying this this good Blackhawks hockey that they played right now. Obviously, that Vancouver game wasn't what everybody wanted it to be, but ultimately, you know, they still scored goals, so at least there was that positive. Hopefully, Robin Lehner's okay, and they can keep him healthy as well especially down the stretch. You'll definitely want him against teams like Toronto and probably Nashville on Thursday who are going to pepper you with shots. Um, But also want to remind our listeners where they can find all of our content, Tony. They can find all of our content over at ontapsportsnet.com. That is the best place for all of your literature and podcasting needs, wants, and desires about all your favorite Chicago sports teams. Obviously, this is some of the best Blackhawk coverage you're going to find. You're listening to some of that right now. Also, great coverage about the Chicago Bears. A lot of movement going on. Uh, Kyle Long officially retired today for those that are intrigued and may not have been on Twitter this evening. Um, you know, So we got great coverage over there about the Bears. Cubs and Sox coverage is ramping up, especially with all the excitement on the south side. Those guys have been very busy uh, covering all the moves that the Southsiders are making. Uh, you know, the Bulls are in full swing as well. Buzz on tap, as you mentioned, Tony, you were with him earlier when we were off air. Uh, he's been doing a great job, him and Bull Scripted, among the other guys all over there as well. And, uh, you know, we also have great coverage filling everywhere in between on your Chicago sports needs. So be sure to check us out. That is once again at www.ontapsportsnet.com you can also find us at ontapsportsnet on all the socials instagram twitter and facebook the ontap sports network go ahead and check out what's on tap in chicago sports love it ron absolutely love it i don't have anything else before i say goodbye to everybody enjoy your monday at work um and uh hopefully we're talking about another blackhawks winner on what is that tuesday night yeah, Tuesday night. There we go. Tuesday night. Let's do it. Ron, 
Always a pleasure. You have a good always, one. Always, sir. We'll you close as it well. Out how we always do. Let's go, Hawks. Let's go, Hawks, baby.